Welcome to the DMX Podcast Show. I'm your host, Steve Mathis, with me on the line in anticipation of this weekend's Canadian motocross opener in Kamloops. I thought I would call somebody who knows the sport well and knows what's going on up there in Canada and has a finger on what's going on down here with his uh, interesting career, and that's Jeff Northrup. What's up, NorCal? What's happened to Mathis? Hey, thank you for doing this, man. And uh, and uh, I don't know if anybody calls you Jeff or Northrop anymore, but I actually had to I hesitate there because you're just NorCal. I know. It's kind of like that. I've had people say that before. They're like, yeah, you know Jeff Northrop? And they're like, no. And they're like, well, maybe NorCal. And they're like, oh, yeah, 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 for sure. I know who that is. So yeah. I guess I've just kind of made my name for NorCal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, that, that's it, NorCal. So, hey, man, I wanted to get your thoughts uh, on this weekend's Canadian races and also on your own career. But let's get started. Um, you're, you're you're working a real job now, man. You hung up the boots, huh? Yep. Just came to that time. I mean, yep. obviously our industry was struggling, and you know sponsorships were tougher. And I'm just kind of getting older, and later in my career, so it made it a little bit tougher to go racing as a full time job. And you know, um, I was just looking around a little bit, and you know, I came back from Germany doing the the German Supercross series over there for KTM, and. Mm-hmm. It was uh, probably November, December, so the new year was starting, and I was really focused on trying to get back to Supercross and do some Supercross stuff. And um, it just the sponsorship wasn't there. It just you know the funds weren't there. So yep. um, I got hooked up with FMS. They were kind of, kind of found out that the guy that was doing their uh, rider support on the pro side was leaving, and um, Little D gave me a call up. <clears throat> and had me come down and we talked and mm-hmm. it was something I was looking forward to doing. I mean, I've always wanted to stay in the industry of what yeah. I love and stuff. So uh-huh. came down and talked to him and um, it all worked out. And here I am today doing our race and media stuff. So it's fun and I'm still going to the races, which I'm excited to be at each weekend, you know? So yeah. it's it's cool. I mean, how, I like uh, it. It's how, a good company. I mean, we do a lot yeah. of stuff. And How old are you? It's, it's how old are you? I'll be 32. In 16 days, I'll be 32 years old. Oh, you're that old. Okay. I didn't know you were that old. So I'm I was, an old guy, I was but thinking... I kind of feel like I've kind of <laughs> held on for a while. Well, I was going to say, so how how is it in the real world for a guy who's, you know, just raced dirt bikes um, for a long, long time? How is it? Nine to five or whatever? I mean, do you like yeah, it? Yeah, it kind of sucks, man. I'm kind of <laughs> jonesing to go ride. I haven't rode in a while. You know, right. I mean, I broke my femur, but... It's tough. I mean, you're around the bikes. I mean, especially I just got back from Freestone, mm-hmm. and, I mean, all I want to do is ride at this point right now. And right. It's tough. I mean, but, I mean, I know where I'm at, and I know, know that injuries, you know, hurt you and mm-hmm. financially and physically. So I just know that I can't, I can't go out and race my dirt bike to the level I want to and, you know, knowing that I could possibly get hurt and, mm-hmm. and it's, screws you up you know yeah no absolutely I mean, i'm guessing you didn't make a lot of money racing dirt bikes you were just you know hand to mouth and you get you got by every year and and uh totally you know uh, yeah i mean i made some good money in arena cross and mm-hmm. you know well, like i said i mean i rode it out for as long as i could just to a point where you're like okay how much am i really making and right. i love this sport but i'm yeah. getting older and you kind of got to look at the future a little bit right yeah no exactly and also too so you know that what i was getting at was Maybe the fact that there's a paycheck there every couple of weeks is nice, right? For sure. <laughs> for sure, but I do miss those big paychecks for those uh, those weekends that you do really well. I do yeah, miss yeah. those. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, huh? Um, yeah. Well, it's good to see that you're doing it and you're still around, you know. I definitely, you're a guy that's always struck me who kind of loves life and loves dirt biking and racing and, 
if you can't do it, I suppose the next best thing is to be still be in it, like me as a mechanic, or you know, when I became a mechanic. So that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of like you you've done a lot, and for young kids coming up, I mean, even you know me, I still help a lot of guys who we sponsor through FMF, and mm-hmm. I just feel like I have a lot. More, I still have a lot to offer with the sport right. and what I've gone through and what I've experienced, and the younger guys that haven't experienced that. Try to help them and guide them, and you know I've done some motocross schools with some little guys that I like doing too, and it's I just feel like I've got more for the sport to help and to you know right. be somewhere where I love to be. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Well said for sure. Now you uh, you never really gave the Supercross motocross tour a full shot, did you? I mean, you always arena cross, Canadian nationals. Did you actually ever buckle down and do a whole season? Yeah, I think it was 2008 I did the West Coast Light Series. Uh-huh. Um, and that was board of a privateer team that I worked on with some Hondas. And at that time, we were doing some NDK stuff. And yeah. um, I did I did fairly well. I mean, for my first real solid year, I felt like I did all right. I, you know, had a handful of 11th places, and then I missed the last round. Um, so I think I ended up uh, 15th that year, which was okay. But I was consistently making the main every single weekend, which is – pretty good for a lot of guys you know who's yeah. a privateer and is doing that side of it absolutely um but i think my main stream was first off the arena cross series which right. i had a really good niche for you know when i was riding with kawasaki and had a lot of um great success over there and then it kind of strolled in with billy whitley you know they did the arena cross series and then it took up into the canadian mm. outdoor series and then that's kind of where i made my name for myself up there as well you know yeah and I had tons of fun doing that whole series. Met a lot of great people. Um, everybody in Canada is super welcoming and super nice. And mm-hmm. it just was a spot, kind of like Arena Cross is the same way. A lot of good people, and it's kind of like a small family. And, uh, I mean, a lot of ways, people, you know, it's kind of like you're a big fish in a little pond or you're a little fish in a big pond. And yeah, yeah. with Arena Cross and the Canadian series, I kind of felt like, you know, I was more of a bigger fish in a little pond, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, when you when you ra- raced arena cross, that's where, you know, people, you started making a name for yourself and people started hearing about you, for sure. Um, yeah. Those were probably your golden golden years. Uh, in Canada, though, you you, sure. you got number seven one year, you got number 10, I think you were 15 or 14 or one, yeah, one year. Yeah, um, Canadian series went well. I mean, I really, really wish I had another year or two. My last year that I was up there with Andy White on the KTM team. I just mm-hmm. struggled that year. It was just one of those years I didn't have a fantastic year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but every year I've gone up to Canada, I've had a lower number every single year I've uh, been up there. Even with the year I came up on a Kawasaki and privateered it, uh-huh. um, I think I ended up getting 14. And I think the year before that, I think my number was 25. And I only did a probably five races or so on the big bike. So, I mean, I felt like I was doing it. And then the last year, you know, I was a number seven. I climbed up to number seven on the big bike class. And that year, even with not the success that I was looking for, right. um, I ended up getting number six, which I should have ran last year, but I didn't make it back up there the last year. So the highest I got was six. Right, right. My yeah. fellow uh, Canadian noof, you know. So. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, like I said, I wish I had another year or maybe two to go back up there and, you know, kind of redeem myself before I – kind of threw in the flag you know yeah yeah i hear you uh yeah no you put in some good results for sure um and you know don't uh don't take this the wrong way norcal do you wish you would have took it a little more serious looking um, back on it 
I guess at times, but I think a lot of people get me misjudged me because I'm trying to keep a good atmosphere, right. keep stay happy, and you know keep a good vibe at the track. And yeah. usually that helps me do better at the races instead of you know some people they do better sitting in the truck and just <laughs> staring at the wall and yeah, yeah. and not making it fun. So I guess. Everybody could probably say at one point, yeah, at times, I guess, maybe try to take it a little more seriously, I guess. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, I'm, I mean, I don't I don't know you that well, and I just, you know, I just, I got a lot of friends in the Canadian series, and they're always like, oh, if he just buckled down, if he just buckled down, you know what I mean? And, and I don't even know if that's true, but that was the that was the perception yeah. of you, you know? If you, yeah, so. yeah. I mean, yeah, there's some guys that do, and they, you know, they put, I guess buckle down, and then they don't get the results that they wanted uh-huh. because they were having fun. And ultimately, we're all here, yeah, to make money and do good, but to have fun too. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh-huh. Uh, two, also, um, what year did you run up front in Hangtown for like two laps? What year was that? I think that was uh, not last year, the year before. So that was oh nine. I think it was oh nine. Oh nine, NorCal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Had a sweet hole shot from the outside on the KTM. I yeah. think everybody was kind of like, "Who's that guy?" You know. And, if you were a local at Hangtown, you knew who it was, and it was cool, man. It was cool to lead the, that that event and almost made it KTM history to lead the first lap, but Tedesco, unfortunately, uh, got by me like two turns before. Yeah, yeah. So that kind of sucked, but it was cool. It was, yeah, it was uh, definitely ride. a cool experience. And still, even this year, people, when I went to Hangtown, you know, representing FMF, people are just, where you at? You should be on the gate, whole shot in this moto. <laughs> and it definitely, at times like that, I, I really miss racing. Yeah, no doubt about it. Hey, so we're going to talk a little bit about the Canadian series. Um, how how did Northrop ever end up racing in Canada? Like, what, what happened to make you go up there and be like, I'm going to race Canadian Nationals? What was the deal there? Uh, it was mainly with Billy Whaley at the time. You know, we were doing a recross with uh, Darcy Lange, and, um, you know, he had his whole team doing the arena cross series. Mm-hmm. At the time, we were Richmond – uh, Richmond Kawasaki was kind of the title sponsor, and they're a Canadian-based team up there, I believe, in BC. Yep. And the deal came together that they wanted us to do because in the original game it was just arena cross, and then um, Billy started putting the program together to come up to the Canadian Nationals. And at that time, I was riding the light bike, and you know, Billy asked me to come on board, and I didn't have anything set for outdoor nationals, and I was like, man, this would be fun. It's I've heard a lot of good things up there, and like I said, I, I wanted to go somewhere to where I could win instead yeah. of fighting for 10th place in an outdoor national. So I looked at it as that as, okay, cool, I can go up here and, and win a championship. And, I mean, we came close. Um, one year, I mean, Clyde ended up beating me out the year and ended up getting second. So I had a lot of good, you know, performances up there, and that was kind of the main thing. It was mainly through uh, Richmond. Mike Air and Richmond um, Kawasaki and Billy putting the program together. What What did you think uh, going up there? Were you happy, or were you a guy like going like I don't want to be here? This isn't my country. Like, did you uh, Did you think it was cool? I kind of just I did, yeah I didn't really go up there with any expectations. Um, I just kind of went up there to go racing and have fun and see new tracks and see new places and meet new people and mm-hmm. and mainly just go there to okay, here's a place where I can, you know, win. And I felt like I had the, 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 basically the program to win. Right. Um, so what, now having, you haven't done it for so many years, what if some American came up to you and said, hey, NorCal, I got an offer to do the Canadian series. Uh, tell me about it. What, what do you say? What do you think? 
What, what, what's I tell them the same thing I, I just said. I just tell them, you know what? It's an awesome experience. It's good to go up there and try to fight for a championship. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's uh, it's a lot tougher racing than what people um, you know assume. I mean, it's the guys go fast up there, and they're all Canadians, and they're right. they're locals to the tracks, and it's tougher and. And to not expect to go up there and, you know, just dominate that, it's right. going to be tough. And I tell a lot of guys to go up there. Go up there and, you know, try to make a name for yourself a little bit. Go up try to win the championship. And mm-hmm. and then after you succeed those goals, then go on to the U.S. and try to do the uh, the Nationals that way. Yeah, I always tell um, people, like... It's good TV coverage. Um, the the tracks, you know, they're, they're, they're fun tracks. Um, Some are I good. Say I wish they could be prepped a little bit better, but... Right. Um, for the most part, they're good. They they do a good job. Yeah, some are good, some are bad. And like I tell people too, if you're in the top five, you're gonna, you can make money. You know, you can come yeah. away with 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 making money. Um, at the end of the day, so. Yep. Um, do you have a favorite track up there? You know what? It's weird. Is I know it's probably the worst track anybody would say, but for some reason at Nanaimo, I always did good over there. <laughs> um, it was just hard pack, kind of like Cali Dirt. I right. mean, I I tied Colton. I think two years ago for the overall there, and he had a better second moto, and I've had some podiums up there. So I'd have to say that that track was good to me, but um, I think Walton's an awesome track. Mm-hmm. It's got ruts. It's got cool jumps, a lot of natural stuff. I think Walton's more of uh, one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right about the Nanaimo. Not too many people would say that. But, yeah, if you did good as a racer there, then, hey, whatever, right? Yeah, um, it's one of those places where I always did good there. And I think the only thing is it was such a – Hard packed, fairly dirt that maybe was close to what we practiced on here in California all summer long. That baked, hard packed dirt. So, right, right. yeah, just always to my favorite. It seemed like um, you know it's back on the schedule this year, right? I don't know if you knew that or not. But, yeah, yeah, I noticed that, and I was kind of surprised because I heard that it was expensive to get out there, and right. it seems to be a very tough track to to um, groom and prepare. Right. I was kind of surprised that they're going back there. It seems like a lot of years we've gone there, and a lot of the riders have complained about the facility but yeah i mean i hope that they make it better this year that's all right right <clears throat> uh best race for you in canada is there one that sticks out the best race yeah you know best race it for would you, have to like, be the year nanaimo i yeah. came up with um man what was it i think it was 2000 and oh man maybe 2008 mm-hmm. i think i came up came up on a kawasaki i was privateering with my uh i got my friend Josh and he'd never experienced the Canadian series and he was a fresh guy out of MMI and a buddy locally and I was like, Hey man, I can guarantee one thing, you're not gonna make a ton of money to go up there but you're gonna meet a lot of awesome people and you're gonna have a great time and we went up there and Brady Sharon and Rick Sharon, you know, they let us stay at their house and took care of us with uh at that time we were doing the Denny Pole Shot team yep. out of the motorhome and that was the year that I went up there and I think that was, I think the first moto, I won the first moto, mm-hmm. uh, and the second moto, I think I was, uh, I think I'd gotten third the second moto, so Colton, we tied for yeah. points, and I think he ended up getting the overall, but that was just a good day, it was one of those days where I won the first moto, and yeah. rode hard, and, and just had a good weekend, when you're privateer like that, and you go out and you get close to winning, and win a moto, it just, it feels like all the hard work, and all of the traveling and everything is kind of paid off, so I think that one kind of sticks out and, uh, the most for and, me. And your MMI buddy was probably stoked. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean to this day he, you know, he works for the Geico Honda team right now, 
And I mean, to this day, he's like, man, that was like one of the best summers that I've ever had. And yeah. he met a lot of people and he met Billy Whitley and ended up started working for Billy as a mechanic on his race team. And I mean, and now he's on the Geico Honda team. So who is it? He's, Glenn? He's, what's that? Who is it? His name's Josh Wiseman. Jo- oh, Josh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I think know he him. Does the, he, he worked for, um, oh man, who um, was this guy? Canary when he was on for Richmond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, uh, yeah, I know who he is. Yeah. I, okay. Uh, yeah. That, that so, um, right. he was up there and yeah, I mean, he, it was so funny because at the end of the season he was, he was just like, man, this was awesome. And <laughs> he like was pumped on the whole series and he ended up going, like I said, going back to with Billy for like the next two, three years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you now, FMF guy, you are now helping out the Leading Edge team and uh, uh, KTM, right? Yep. We've helped uh, KTM Canada out for a while. So that was just something I kind of fell into and still going. But, yeah, the Leading Edge guys came to us early on in the year. And, you know, I've known Pat. He's, you know, been a mechanic over the Cowie team right. when I was over there. And they were looking for something and some performance. And, you know, I, I gave them a pipe to try. And they were definitely impressed with what we had to offer for them. And, you know, we kind of took it from there, and, and yeah, now um, they're going to be using our products this year, which is cool. And, and, of course, you being the former Canadian national competitor, that's now your job at FMF. They, they'd probably tell you, hey, handle all these Canadian dudes. <laughs> yeah, no, I was just kind of pumped to bring them on board, another Cowie team, you know. Um, mm-hmm. For a while, um, our FMF wasn't really known for Cowies, and, right. I mean, now we're, we're killing it, and, and, I mean, the people who are testing our products are – are agreeing with us that the performance is there and yeah that's my goal and i'm actually trying to make it up for calgary this year it's kind right. of the, the the shorter distance to go and gonna try to make it up there and check on all our guys and i've been trying to you know i have a soft spot for canada because i have been up there so i try to help out as many canadian riders as we can and try right. to get fmf up there and get it in uh on people's motorcycles yeah no definitely i think you're doing a good job with it um Looking ahead to the series, um, how do you think uh, your leading edge team, Gurky and Teddy Mayer, how are they going to do in the 450s? Can you see them winning, or do you think it's Fossiati and Clat show? Um, yeah, I mean, I've raced Teddy for for years, arena cross, and he's got a lot of good talent. And, I mean, he won the Lights Championship, what was it, two years ago? Yep. And I know he's good on the bike. Um, I think the main thing on that whole is being healthy through the whole series. Um, and not letting Clad and Fasciati, you know, as soon as they get confident and that they can beat you, they're tough to beat up there. You know, it's kind of like racing them at their home track every weekend. Right, right. So the main thing is to get in them and, and try to beat them early on and try to get in their heads and show them that, um, that you're not going to give it to them easily, that, right. that you want it, you know, as bad as them or more. Uh, yeah, if you're Gurky, you're, you're, you're struggling because you're not 100% healthy. You don't know the tracks. And Canari told me, earlier this year that his second year of knowing where to go and knowing the tracks and knowing the routine, he felt it was a big, big help. Do you find that? Did you find that too? Did you agree? Do you agree with that? Yeah, I think I think the first year you go up there, you're, you're kind of learning everything. You're learning the program. You're learning the tracks. Um, you're learning the hot lines that have been there, you know, and yeah, it's tough the first year, and you don't know what to expect of the competition, so Right. It's hard to say if you trained enough, if you put enough work in. So by the second year, usually you know where the tracks, you know what's fast, you know what to do. And, yeah, definitely I think it, it takes a year 
to kind of learn the ropes a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But Teddy, Teddy's got that, but it's first year on a 450. So I've always yeah, felt Yeah, yeah. So that like, might be the only thing that he's, you know. But, I mean, since they've gone the light series, it's been um, – it's not just the East-West any longer. It's a full series. Yeah, and yeah. he was under the full series schedule. So I think he'll be used to that. Uh, yeah, I, I do. I agree. I always thought Mayer was pretty underrated. Like, Pingree tried him out for Troy Lee ride. Um two years ago, and he was the fastest guy they tried, but he got hurt. Um, I've always felt like Mayer is a little underrated. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, maybe it's the injuries that's hurt him mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. And, I mean, that just comes with our sport, and unfortunately, it happens, and you just got to stay off the ground, and that's the only way you can win championships. And Yeah. Um, I mean, that's just flat out what you need to do, stay off the ground and be healthy the whole the whole season. Right. Uh, what about Keist riding KTM? Uh, thoughts on that? Besides, you're going to need yeah, to supply a lot of pipes? I think he's He's an awesome guy, man. He's just, you know, he's your guy, the privateer guy. He's always been fast and never had the support. And, mm-hmm. and every year it's gotten a little bit better. And, you know, I know those KTMs are strong bikes. And this year from 11, from, from 10 to 11, they have made some huge changes in handling. And I think that bike is a really great bike. Yeah. I think he's going to be, you know, Andy White does a good program up there. He, you know, he keeps you going. Um, and I think that's going to be good for Keith. Um, he's strong, and that KTM needs a strong guy like him to be just powering through. Yeah. And I even heard that um, I guess they had some provisionals, and he rode really well. And yeah. I heard that he – I don't know if it's true, but they said that Fasciati was out there as well and that he beat Fasciati flat out. So, I mean, that's uh, that's really yeah. cool. I, I'm, I'm happy for him. Yeah, no, that's true. That's exactly what, what happened. So we'll see how that plays out going into the first round. What about Willard? Willard's on a 350. I don't know. Have you ridden a 350 much? Do you have much yeah, experience on Yeah, I've ridden a 350, it? and I, you know, I try to tell people, it's like, yeah, it's a great bike, but if you're thinking, if you're going to go out and ride the 350 like a 450, it's not going to work. you got to ride the 350 like a 250. you right. got to rev it, and you got to ride it hard, and I think Willard is probably the perfect guy to put on that bike. He's small. He, you know, he revs the bike. He rides it. Um, I think the 450 for his size is a little too big. I think the 350 is perfect for his riding style yep, and yep. his size. And I'd like to see him do good this year. You know, I know he's got he has a, a baby now and a wife, and he's got another little one coming. And you know, I think he's motivated. I've been hearing that. You know, he's been training and he's been doing right. his work. And, yeah, yeah. And I'd I'd like to see it all come together for him. Oh, so you're big on Willard, huh? You're you're a fan. Yeah, I mean we, we go way back. We're buddies, and you know we were on this with uh, KTM, and we hung out, and right. He, the guy's got speed, you know. So and I think sometimes, you know, it's like a lot of guys, and you kind of get underrated a little bit going up to Canada. But I mean, he's he's still fast, and just because I mean he's got a lights championship, he won it two years in a row, so yeah. you know he's got the speed. And like I said, being on the 350 and riding that bike with the 250. That's where he's won championships, so I think it's going to come into play on the 350 for him too. So putting aside your your FMF biases, can somebody of the guys we just talked about, can any of those guys beat Fasciati or Clapp? Realistically, what uh, do you yeah. think? Yep. I think realistically for sure, yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I, you said Canary, and I really think that Bob's got a real good shot. He came really close last year, and – Yep. Unfortunately, bike problems kind of screwed him up on that side of it. But yeah, he did have some hopefully problems. Hopefully, they've got all those bugs, you know, figured out. And uh huh. So okay, I'd like to see. I'd like to really see those guys struggle. I'd like to <laughs> just see really good racing and yeah. 
and close racing. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, the U.S. series has been amazing this year, and it'd be cool to uh, see the same go on up there. Now, is Leading Edge – oh, no, never mind. That's a dumb question. Now, is KTM going to fly the uh, the FMF Energy Drink banner? I don't know. We've been talking a little bit, maybe yeah. trying to get it up there. That's cool. Um, yeah, that's kind of our new thing is the new – the beverage that we came out, the yeah. FMF Power with our uh, citrus lemonade flavor and Dude, the fruit punch. The lemonade is good. So that's kind of been in, yeah. like, full speed right now. <clears throat> lemonade is solid. That's good. Good stuff. Yeah, had you tried it a weekend? You, you, you enjoyed yourself? Did I it did. get you uh, perked up and it, ready to go? It did. It was better than that hot cup of coffee that I was drinking right before I, I came yeah. over to you. So, uh, no, I good, figured as much. Good call on that. I like the bottles, too. I like the, the whole bottle shape thing. I don't know what that counts yeah. for, anything, but I like that. And it's nice because it's a twist-off, so you can twist it off and twist it on. It's not like a can. Yeah. Once it's open, you got to drink the rest of it, you know? So. Yeah. yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, we've been talking with KTM a little bit. Um, I'm not for sure what we what our plans right. are is that, but, yeah, we've been talking about getting it, you know, up there and getting how, it for uh, the Canadians to try. How was it for you riding for Andy? Uh, any big blowouts? Uh, how'd you like riding for Andy? Did you guys uh, get along all the time, or, or do you have any funny stories or anything that uh, you can share? Yeah, uh, yeah, Andy was good. Um, he usually treated us right, got me the products that I needed to ride, and everything seemed good. I'm, it's funny because now I'm on the other side of the fence, mm-hmm. and he did, he calls me for product, and I deal with him now. So, right. yeah, we have some, we had some good times. We stayed some. Uh, I, this, there's not one particular that's pointed out to right. me right now for some reason, but I, uh, I for the love, most part, we kept it real. I love how, like, every national I went to, and I went to, I don't know, maybe five or six over the last couple of years, every one I went to, Sunday night after the race, all the riders and teams went to some spot. And, like, you just you don't see that in America. You know what I mean? You just don't, you don't see it. You know, and that's what's cool, and that's what was cool about um, Arena Cross is, like, at the end of the day, everybody goes and hangs out and um, bullshits, and you might have took that guy out, but then it's funny right. to talk about it at dinner, or you're having some wine, or you're having some beers, and right. it's cool, and it, it kind of makes, kind of takes, you know, the edge off a little bit, but it makes everybody a little bit closer, and mm-hmm. I think it makes the racing funner as well. Right. Uh, now, let's go to the MX2 class, uh, Austin Polatelli, 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 that's it. Um, Whatever noodle that is. Yeah, he's uh, he's riding for the leading edge team. I don't know too much about him. Do you? Uh, how can he do? I don't really much either because I don't really do much on the amateur side. Right, so right. I don't know, but, I mean, it sounds like he's had some decent performances. If he's a fast... I'm kind of shooting yeah. for um, that KTM, um, the KTM team. You know, Medaglia is back over there. Yep. Jeremy is. And then, um, I mean, I didn't get to get up there last year, but... Uh, is it Benoit? Kevin Benoit? Yeah. Is that Kevin, you Kevin Benoit, yep. It seemed like he had some flashes of the brilliance last year, and um, sounds like he's on the move this year, too. So it'd be I just, cool to see those guys do good. I wonder if he's going to be like a McGlynn who kind of came out of nowhere, and now he's, McGlynn's not even doing the Nationals this year, you know? Um, yeah, that was really strange. I thought the same thing. McGlynn, you know, he worked hard, and he had some that um, last year he did ride. It seemed like he rode well, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and then just kind of disappeared. But Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of kind of weird. I was kind of curious why he fell off the map too. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and then Jeremy, Jeremy was a tick off of Tyler last year, but maybe being uh, he's kind of promoted to the factory team up there, maybe that's yeah. what he needs to uh, to to close the gap. I think the KTM 250F is a good machine. It is. It's fast. Um, I think they got their program going. 
Um, yeah, maybe with Andy supplying him with every tools and not having to worry about getting to the races and how the bike's going to work, knowing that all the product's there and, you know, maybe it'll make it easier for him and that much better. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Uh, it should be, it should be interesting. Somebody's got to take the Blackfoot team down. It's not that I want them to go down, but it's just, I want to see everybody in the mix, like you were saying earlier, you know, it's just, it's just good racing that way. Yeah, and the good thing is it kind of makes you think, okay, you, you're anxious for the next race and to next to yeah. watch what happens the next race and look for the results instead of the same guy repeating, this, you know, winning every yeah. time. Yeah. Oh, hey, I, I got some shocking news for you. Kyle Beaton got hurt again. Yeah, I know. Bummer. Bummer the deal. story of life, man. I you know. Guy, like, gets a ride, he gets, you know, and then just, you know, hurts himself, which sucks. Right. I mean... What's I that? don't really know what to say. I guess that's the same thing you said. Surprise, you know. I mean, yeah. Every year they put him in as a favorite, and maybe no one should put him in as a favorite. And then he'll come in, <laughs> no expectations, and kind of ride his own race. Yeah. I'm not really sure. And I'm still trying to figure out the difference between Mason Phillips and Liam O'Farrell. Like I'm still trying to figure out which guys <laughs> which. Yeah. They ride about the same. They look about the same. I'm really, I still don't have those guys down. One's Irish. No, one South African and one is yeah. uh, New Zealand. So New Zealand, Isn't, aren't, they, aren't they like kind of close to each other? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Sort Maybe of. Maybe not at all. <laughs> no, exactly. I don't really know. I thought Liam O'Farrell was from Ireland for the longest time, but uh, turns yeah. out turns out he's not. Um, well, yeah. Hey, well, cool, man. Thanks for the thanks for the for the podcast. Quick look at you know your what you've done, what you're doing now, and then this look at the at the nationals. Um, I always find it interesting to talk to some other guys. Some Canadian nationals this year? Um, yeah, I'm, I can go to the last three. Uh, they don't conflict with the U.S. And I've been to Walton a bunch, so I might just go to Sandalee and maybe Moncton. But um, Sandalee's a good track. It's fun. Yeah, I brought Nick Way up there like two years ago, uh, three yeah, years I ago. Was there. You, yeah, you were there. So uh, yeah. didn't quite go as good as we thought it would for the nine-hour drive. What did Way think at the end of the day? Um, he was cool. He was cool about it. Um, you know, he got beat. He yeah. went like five, four or four five or something. Um, yeah. and he got beat, but he was cool. Everybody was fun. Everybody was stoked to have him there. You know what I mean? Like For sure. other racers and, and the CMRC guys and everybody was pumped that he was there. So he felt like appreciated. I think he just felt like he was going to do better. And frankly, so did I. Well, that's what's cool about the whole series. Everybody's stoked when you're there and they're, everyone's happy for more riders to come up and, mm-hmm. Like I said before, I mean that's what's cool about Canada is everybody's welcoming and and everybody's happy to see you there and it, it makes it makes it fun. We should go up there and heckle Andy White and why he didn't give you one more year as number six. I know I should have. <laughs> right, we should make a banner or something. I should have should. I don't know. He still raps with me here and there. That uh, I always tell him is ask him if my bike's built for me to come <laughs> up and give my one uh, salute race. You know. Yeah, we are we gonna see a NorCal out on the track anytime, anywhere? Vet stuff, maybe. We need to. Yeah, I mean, I was. I mean, last year I, I raced Mammoth and I ended up getting third in the Vet Pro because I'm an old guy. But right. I was going to try to make it this year too. But I I broke my femur in January uh, out doing. Just a, a, a normal ride day, and um, I've only been able to ride twice since then, since January, so uh-huh. I just haven't been able to be on the bike. I've just been 
at the track at the races working. So, right. um, but I'm gonna—I got a Cali 450 in the garage, and um, I've been itching to ride, and I'm gonna get back out of here pretty soon, and maybe you'll see a surprise appearance. Ooh, what? What? How did you break your femur? I never heard the story behind that. I heard you broke it at a. At I just kind of came out of this corner. And it was, I was just—I was. It was like my first ride out, and I came around this corner, and there's a little single jump out of the corner, and when I banked off the berm, I don't know if maybe somehow the shifter or my boot. But I clicked neutral as I came off the top of the the roller, and I just went right over the handlebars oh. and landed on my head. And I think what happened is when I went over the bars, I think everything just landed on me upside down, and oh. the bars broke my femur. And Dude, that had to hurt. Not really the best way to open up 2011. You I know, because it was like right away, right? It was, it was, yeah. yeah. So did it hurt? How bad was it? Yeah, it was gnarly, man. I had the, the whole, you know, oh. luckily my girlfriend Sarah was there, and she, uh, you know, I had took the ambulance ride, and she took the truck, loaded the bikes, and she was there for me at the hospital. It was gnarly. I mean, I was there for probably three, four days in the hospital, had surgery, but it was a quick injury. I mean, I was back on walking my leg, yeah. like, really quickly, which was really cool, and it was different than, like, a normal foot or arm where you can never put pressure on it, so yeah, it was kind of nice, but a... the pain for the first week was pretty intense, and I was pretty bummed out. I saw you at one of the supercrosses early on, and I was like, wait a minute. Did you break your femur? Because you know yeah. that's that's a that's a, a you know an old, a big injury. But yeah, no, Northrop healing fast. Yeah, um, it came back. Yeah, a lot of people say that. It, I healed pretty fast. Yeah, yeah, right on, man. Well, hey, thanks for doing this, and and uh, and good luck at FMF. Uh, you're one of the good guys in the sport, always laughing, always joking, and I'm glad uh, we could get this and iron this thing out before the uh, the first Canadian race this weekend, man. I really appreciate cool. it. Awesome. Just want to throw a shout-out to all the FMF boys for this weekend, and good luck, and ride hard. Right on, man. Thanks. Thanks. See ya. See ya.